Time now for Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. An informative but laid-back approach to sports medicine on 1010XL. Yeah. Now, let's break some bones. This is it, Doc. This is it! Welcome to Breaking Bones on this Sunday morning. And you know why I'm fired up. Well, I've got my uniform on. Because I'm here. Well, that's part of the reason I'm fired up. It's always good to see you on a Sunday morning uh, for Breaking Bones. We've got you for the next 30 minutes. But, I mean, I've got – look at these shoulder pads that I'm wearing. Look at this helmet that I've got on. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's NFL Sunday. We kick it off later. The Jaguars against the Commanders. This team will start 1-0. and I don't want to jinx them, but I believe in them. You know, actually um... – I recently, and maybe you guys have seen it before I did, saw a national Trevor Lawrence Gatorade commercial. Yeah. Not like one of those ones where they just pan by him and he's drinking it. He's like running with kids. Yeah, I loved it. And that's kind of big that we actually have a Jacksonville Jaguar in a big commercial. Exactly. Maybe it's good, you know, sign of good things to come. I think so. Look, they saw the future in him when they signed him with Gatorade, and now they're believing in him a little bit more because they are putting that commercial out where everyone else can see it. Uh, all right, so we got plenty of Sunday to talk about the Jaguars. I'll throw a few NFL notes at you, Doc, because I am fired up for week one. Uh, but we're going to spend this next uh, half hour on sports injuries. That's where Dr. George Bari is, uh, well, he shows off his expertise. I- I'm a doctor on the radio. He is a real doctor. The only orthopedic surgeon in North Florida that trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews. So if you have a sports injury question, joint pain, whatever it might be, you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime and Closers at 641-1010. We, we hear a lot of great comments about the show because we're always trying to inform people, but we also got things on our brain, too, that we like to bring up from time to to time. I need to get off my chest. Yeah, exactly. We just need to let it out. Like one guy said, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, when you got uh, seasick and you were hurling, do you remember this? <laughs> what did he say? Oh, uh, I, I have to go back and look. But he had just one of the funny comments uh, as far as you know, trying to help you uh, not vomit anymore. I'll have to go back and Oh, you find... know, I think he told me this one. He said yeah. the best way to stop vomiting is to vomit there it towards, is. Towards, what is it? Into the wind. Into the wind. Into the wind. That's into right. the wind. So that's the type of stuff that we want to hear from uh, from you all out there. Now, we do have a, a few questions that we missed from last week that uh, that we'll try and get to, and maybe even one or two leftovers from XL Primetime because Doc comes in uh, Wednesdays and visits with us. But this is the beginning of the NFL season. Well, let me give you an example. Four teams last year, Doc, clinched a division title after not winning their division the year before. So it is possible. Uh, last year it was Cincinnati, Dallas, the Rams, the Bucks. At least two teams have won their divisions the season after missing the playoffs. I know. So it can happen, can man. Can I just say something? You know, I just want to – I know you're high right I know, now on this. I know. Can I, I just drop it down for a I second? so sky high right now. Did you see uh, what NFL on Fox – I sent it. I actually sent it to you mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. Out of all 32 teams – the, in the past decade, the Jacksonville Jaguars have spent the most money during free agency, $1.64 billion. Incredible. And out of all 32 teams, and we have the most losses in that period. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. That's bad. You know, the thing that would always tick me off, Doc, is that Shad Khan was not afraid to write a check. But we were doing it to the wrong people. Yeah, he was not afraid, but it was those... 
Dumas's, as I like to call them. Is that our that were, scouts? Is that a scouting issue? Yeah, and the general manager. It was Dave Caldwell. He, he, he will go down. He actually still makes his home here. What's up, Dave? Uh, he will go down in <laughs> history as one of the worst GMs in the National Football League. He knows it. It's his record. Uh, and those, you know, those dollars that were that were wasted, and, and 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 then bad coaching hires. I think this it's is just a combination of everything. Exactly, and this is what I've been saying for a while now. Doug Peterson is the most professional and capable coach this team has hired since Tom Coughlin, which is when we started. Yeah, and I want people to think about that. Just soak soak that one in. Put that you know like a a piece of white toast in that egg yolk. Just I know, soak you were a huge in. Urban fan, and I was telling you, I know, I Doc. don't think so. I, I just want to say that I was right. Yeah, you were, and I was wrong. <laughs> there were a lot of us that were wrong. All right, now let's get into some injuries because I do think that there's some – well, you know, let's go back to the college game first off. And this past week we had some great college football, and LSU versus FSU was going to be one of the you know bigger showcase games. Even though neither one of the teams were ranked, you're still looking at you know two – Traditional programs that should be able to put up a pretty good game. Bottom line is, it was a great game. Went right down to the wire. But for you, Mason Smith, big-time defensive tackle yeah. uh, for the LSU Tigers. And, and we showed you the clip. And when you saw it, you immediately said, that's an ACL. And they actually had it diagnosed as an ACL before the game was over. Yeah. And all he did was jump up and come back down. We're talking about a big man, Doc, but holy smokes. Yeah, it's one of those freak injuries we talk about all the time. You know, I'm getting a slew mm-hmm. of ACL injuries coming in now that football is starting up. Right. It's like everyone in town is tearing their ACLs. The brace guy I sent, uh, I sent information to so I get the braces. Right. Says it feels like everyone in town is tearing them because he's getting a ton of them from every doc. Man. And it's just one of those things, man. It's it's sports, it's football, it's freak accidents that you didn't do anything. You jump up to celebrate and you tear it. And we all talk about ACL injuries are, are mostly non-contact. It, it's the valgus force. It's the, that knock and need force you get when you land. And when you watch his video in slow motion, mm-hmm. it is exactly that. He jumps up, he lands, his knee goes a little knock need, and it boom. And it's then the and then he starts hobbling. Thing. And that's yeah. it. I mean, it's. It's a freak accident, and there's, you know, you can't, I mean, obviously you're going to be upset about it, but there's nothing you could have done, right? No. It's just, doesn't, it's going to happen. It, yeah. If it's going to happen, if it's your time, if it's in the cards for you to get an ACL right. tear with a freak accident, then you're going to get it. I, I guess more than anything else, when I see these injuries, non-contact, and you look at that that ligament that is supposed to stabilize the outside of your knee, I honestly, I wonder why there aren't more. With the collisions and yeah, hits that these know, guys absorb. It's interesting that, because I think the same thing, you see a guy jump up to celebrate and he tears it. Well, how come he didn't tear it getting hit and cutting and doing yeah. all this? It's right. I'm with you. Yeah, and it seems like it's a small branch on a big tree when you think of the body yeah. itself, and it, it really is crazy. All right, now this one, uh, unrelated to sports injuries, but I do think it's interesting uh, to bring up and just staying in the college football world, I shot you the details of Sam Hartman, who I think is one of the coolest cats to watch uh, play in the game in college right now at quarterback. Uh, for Wake Forest, uh, they threw it all over the lot last year. Bottom line is – Early August, he's basically ruled out, can't compete, can't practice, a non-football-related medical condition is what it said. So then anyway, uh, anyway, the university comes out earlier this week, Wake Forest announces that Sam Hartman is 
back. He's cleared. He can practice again. But basically, he had developed a blood clot in the subclavian vein uh, and was diagnosed with, uh, tell me if this is right, Paget-Schroeder syndrome. Is that how you say it? So tell us what that is. So uh, it's a type of thoracic outlet syndrome, and we had discussed this, I think, a while ago. Someone else had thoracic outlet syndrome. A baseball player, I believe, had a surgery. What that is, there's a couple different types. This one being more rare type, but thoracic outlet syndrome is compression of these artery and vein area up in the neck, right? Uh, kind of where your clavicle and the neck meet, mm-hmm. and it gets compressed. And there's multiple reasons for compression. One of them is sometimes your first rib, just the way you were born anatomically. Right. Sometimes it's it's your muscle that goes down from your neck to your clavicle can pinch it. Uh-huh. Um, and now he had a blood clot. Yeah. And that's interesting uh, because you get, they said now it maybe it was from an infection. They but there was pressure right, on an pressure affected on vein. So a couple things make me think, one, he had an anatomical anomaly, either mm-hmm. the rib or the muscle that's pushing on it. Right. Two, infections, if you have a bacterial infection, you can get blood clots. Not just like, oh, I have some cellulitis. I mean, if you're septic or if you're bacteremic, which means that the infection is in your bloodstream, mm-hmm. there's an increased risk of blood clot. Maybe that's what he had because it was mentioned in an article. That's what they thought. But that's all it was mentioned, so I don't mm-hmm. know. But he had a surgery. They removed the clot, and then it said they put something in to open up the passage. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they put a stent in, right? Just like you put stents in your heart, they okay. put a stent in that, in that vein to open it up. So the results of these of this type of syndrome is about 95% do well. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes you do have uh, additional pain that, that doesn't go away. And the problem is that he's an overhead thrower, right? And that's what you worry about. If he was a wide receiver or running back, I'd have less worry. Mm-hmm. But when you're overhead thrower, it, it can sometimes the thoracic outlet can cause you some issues because of the, the right, motion. Right, because it would just suggest to me, like you said, it could be an anatomic anomaly, which is you're very fancy with some of those words and phrases. Yeah, those words? Yeah. I call them the $300,000 word. Because it cost me $300,000 of student loans, so I can say that works. So you could know about the anatomy. But if I think of just the actual throwing motion, it, it has to. If you have this anomaly anatomically, it's going to create pressure yeah. every single time yeah, you throw the it, football. It can cause problems in, in, in the surgery itself. The thing with surgery, and, and was, you know, we always want patients to do 100%, but sometimes you have a surgery and you always have issues. You have some right. pain, some weakness. It just bothers you for whatever reason because... You got cut on, mm-hmm. and and that's going to be um, interesting to see if that ends up bothering him. Yeah, no, no doubt. All right, so six four one ten ten. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures if you have any of these aches and pains. We definitely want to hit a, a handful of them, uh, including you know guys that are going to be back, coming back from fairly significant injuries, including James Robinson with your Jacksonville Jaguars. And Doug Peterson said earlier this week, or heck, it might even been yeah, it was around Labor Day, I guess, uh, that he said. J. Rob has been cleared. Uh, he, the doctors have said he can go full and expect him to see action this afternoon against the Commanders coming back from a December twenty sixth Achilles rupture. I think that's awesome news for him. Yeah, it's it's going to be great. We just everyone's going to be waiting for that first handoff. Yeah, and we're going to be interested to see how many plays he plays. Mm-hmm. Not just running plays, but blocking plays, right. right? That's going to be interesting, too, to see see how they utilize him that way. Yeah, and look, you and I were guessing. This is where we're both on the same level. <laughs> you have You're making educated guesses. I'm guessing. But we really don't know, 
And, and I've been saying this on on XL Primetime is that I'm rooting for this cat. I, I want him to be successful. He is a great overachieving story, but his ability to take on a tackler, to shed a tackler, to have that burst from that Achilles, that's not easy. He's not experienced any of that up right. until this point. Right, and, and we said this all season, I mean, excuse me, all, all preseason. Mm-hmm. I have, on Wednesdays when I come on the show and then here on Sundays you ask me, well, he looks good. Right. Yeah, everyone, we're talking about practice, yeah. right? Everyone looks good, but it's going to be different. We all know, I don't care how you know full pads and you're going on practice, when you play in a game, there's a different level that gets switched on. Yeah. Especially when it's the opposite team. It's just a different level that just does not get turned on in practice. Yeah. Right. And and this is we have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. And I keep looking at you like, tell me it's gonna be okay. Tell me it's gonna be all right. And there's no way to know. And and we've seen a, a lot of positive stuff from Travis Etienne. Uh, coming back from a Liz Frank injury because of how much further removed he was from the injury. We haven't seen James Robinson take any hits whatsoever. All right, so we'll stay on the uh, NFL uh, uh, topic and give you a little bit more coming up here in just a bit. But let's get to a couple uh, of questions that that I feel like we need to throw out there. If you've got one, 641-1010, you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Now this uh, popped up. Popped up last week. We didn't get to it. Uh, good morning, uh, fellas. I broke my big toe 11 weeks ago. I still have pain on the top of my foot and the ankle. Is this common? And so that was the first part of the question. And then he did pop in with one more. And I'm just saying him. It could be a she. Uh, but to elaborate, uh, I smashed my big toe when I slipped in a parking lot. Went to podi- went to podiatrist. Wow. Went to a podiatrist, I just needed to put an A in front of that, a podiatrist who x-rayed it and saw the fracture to my phalanges. Pain continues on the top of my foot, above my fourth and third metatarsals, and around my outer ankle joint. Yeah. Uh, you know, the answer, it's tough to say yes and no. I don't know exactly how he heard it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times if you break your toe, you can also, some people will twist their ankle or, right. or get a foot sprain. So the answer is yes and no. Fractures can can hurt for a while, even if they're healed. You can still have some residual pain, especially if it includes the joint. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's included the joint. It said um, ankle joint was the only but part his of the toe. End. His toe that got yeah. fractured, the right. phalanx. So yeah. I don't know if it includes the ankle joint or excuse me, the toe joint. So that could definitely increase the pain or prolong it or cause it to have permanent pain. Mm-hmm. Now the pain is third and fourth metatarsal in the ankle. That's questionable. If he did. Also sprain his foot or sprain his ankle. Yes, he could have it. Uh, at this point, you know, 12, 11, 12 weeks out, probably continue some therapy. I don't know if he's on therapy or not. Right. If I would say, you know, and I haven't seen the patient or any x-rays, but just kind of spitballing here, if in, in about another month he's still struggling, then I would maybe get it, you know, at least in my practice, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong. Right. If someone else does something different, but maybe get an MRI just to make sure that there's nothing else that's going on because he's still having pain about four months out. Mm-hmm. Make sure there's no ankle sprain, a, a tear of something that we're missing, or maybe a stress fracture or whatever that we're missing on the on, in the metatarsal. I mean, but that's kind of my thought process here. Listen to that. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking more than anything else, as you're saying it as well, that's a lengthy amount of time. Oh, yeah, that's, it is. That's close to three months. It's funny. I see people with toe fractures. Some of them do fine, and some mm-hmm. of them are, are miserable for a while. Right, and some of them can heal without anything. Most toe fractures... You don't do surgery on right. it, right? You, you hit your foot on the, the bed and you get an x-ray and it's broken, but you just kind of wear a, a stiff shoulder walk, a stiff mm-hmm. 
sole walking shoe and kind of go from there. Yeah, and so you can definitely look at some of those. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to call them home remedies, but uh, you can look at some of the things that will you know at least help you uh, before you have to look at maybe any type of surgical repair. You can go check out Dr. Bari at bariorthopedics.com and check out the locations all over the city of Jacksonville. Do you know that Tom Brady today, Tampa Bay quarterback, he has over 84,000 passing yards, Doc. He's been incredible. 624 touchdown passes. He comes into today's game as the league's all-time regular season leader in both passing yards and touchdowns. But him and Giselle... What is going on? I missed huh? it. What's going I, on? Listen, I don't know, Doc. I'm just telling you that this is coming straight out of the New York Post. This what is, is saying? This is coming Which out of page six. Which is the elite of newspapers. Uh, the the uh, uh, all right. Let me just give you the one of the one of the latest ones. A lot of tension. I'm looking over. Right yes, now. yes. All right. Now, hang on. I have to accept my cookies uh, before, <laughs> because every time I go to the headline, you have to accept. Oh my gosh, these these pop up ads. The Where's top it? model. She's yeah. Doesn't plan to return. To the quarterback. Wow. Doc. We're talking about wow. marital strife, not marital bliss. I don't know whether this is all around the idea of him coming back and playing football for another year. Maybe she wanted him to retire, Doc. You think that's it? I don't know. But remember that 11-day absence, everyone was trying to pry and figure it out. And he said, I'm 45. I'm going through a lot yeah. of bleep. They had agreed he would retire, focus on the family. Then he changed his mind. And there's trouble since his decision to unretire. Yeah. 41 days, he's at home. He looked around. He goes, I am bored yeah. stiff. You know, it reminds me of, uh, I just finished binging Entourage. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, I love Entourage. And in, like, basically the last season, Ari quits his job. He says, let's go to it- uh, Italy or France, mm-hmm. wherever he, he went. They went. He's going to stay there for a year. And, like, four days later, he gets an offer to be head of a studio. And he comes back. Mm-hmm. And his wife gets mad at him. Yeah. Here we go. And by the way, his wife wanted to kill him several times because Ari was a crazy man. Entourage, one of the best. Better call Saul. Did you ever get into Breaking Bad? So now I never got into Breaking Bad, but I love Better Call Saul. It's awesome. I just, the Breaking Bad, I couldn't get past the first two episodes and never watched it. But Better Call Saul is great. Yeah. And I, I think I'm two seasons in. I gotta it's, catch it's up. It's awesome. It's a little slow, but I appreciate it. It is, but I love it. Yeah, Vince Gilligan's really good. Yeah. Uh, and. If you get past season two of Breaking Bad, yeah, it's on. Really, you've you've got to uh, go I'll back. Just, uh, maybe I'll do. Yeah, you got to go back and give get, at least give it a shot. All right, let's get into a couple of other uh, injuries and, and a couple of baseball ones. And I thought this one was kind of weird uh, because I, I think I've suffered from this before. But let me just give it to you. Uh, earlier this week, uh, Max Scherzer uh, he basically had to finish or had to come off the mound after five innings in his left in his last start. And it was due to left side fatigue. Now, look, yeah. Doc, I've got left side fatigue. My wife asked me about that all the time. TLD, the lovely yeah. Diane. She said, what's up with your left side? I've never heard of left side fatigue as a diagnosis. Yeah, actually, when I saw that, I did a little bit more digging, and they said his obliques on the mm-hmm. left side. Okay. Um, so that just tells you how far off some of these reports are, or mm-hmm. non-descriptive. But his obliques, all right? it's the muscles around his, his, his ribs and his abdomen. He, he's kind of feeling hurt there. Right. Uh, you know, when you hear left side fatigue, just that, you think, was this guy stroking out, right? I mean, yeah. one side of your body hurting. Right. Do you have MS? Those are the things that you think about. Uh, but, no, um, it turned out to be just his obliques. And it looks like probably, you know, pitchers, they twist a lot, right? That throwing mm-hmm. motion. So it mm-hmm. looks like he just needs some rest. And... uh See how he does. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was strange. The other one, I don't know whether you can tie these two together, but Anthony Rizzo with the New York Yankees uh, went on the injured list. 
first baseman dealing with migraines and said that this he believes or the doctors believe that the migraines came from getting an epidural injection last week to treat tightness in his lower back. Have you ever heard of anything like yeah, that? Yeah, so you can get headaches from an epidural. Um, you know, pregnant well, if if any women are listening, yeah. uh, the pregnant woman is definitely one of the risks, right? And, and um, you you can get a, a leak, and then it causes headaches, and they, and they don't go away, and you got to get a blood patch. So definitely one of the risks of an epidural are headaches because mm-hmm. you change the pressure in that in that vacuum of the spinal of the spinal fluid. So right? so that can definitely cause a headache. Yeah, you know, I I it's so funny. One thing can lead to another, and you, look, and, you know, there's one thing that in medicine is everything is routine mm-hmm. until it isn't. Right. Right? And everything is, I do this all the time, I do a million of them, until that one thing that mm-hmm. for whatever reason, there's this complication that pops up. And right. as a surgeon, those are the ones that always humble you. Because you're like, I do a rotator cuff 10 times a week. Mm-hmm. And then you get one that's a disaster, right? Yeah. And that brings it down to earth saying, okay, you know, Right, I'm human. I'm, I'm yeah. not right, and so it, it unfortunately that stuff happens. And so it's not a shock when they call you and say this happened because maybe something else. You know, it's not, it's not a shock. You you sure you are like, uh, you're shocked that it happened. Mm-hmm. But when you actually think about it statistically, any of these th- things are going to happen to a certain amount of people. Right, exactly. All right, one more Yankee, uh, Andrew Benatendi, and they just uh, acquired him not that long ago, undergoing surgery uh, to repair a broken hook. Of the hamate bone in his right hand. What is a broken hook? I, I I've never heard of a broken hook in the hamate bone. Oh, <laughs> what have you got? Well, I've got a broken hook in the hamate bone. It's your hamate. It's uh. <laughs> Listen, I went to Sorry. a different school. Okay, I shouldn't laugh like this. <laughs> It's, it's called your handmate bone, right? And it's the hook of the handmate. Yeah. Right? Because it's in your hand. Because I think handmate, it sounds like I did say it wrong when right. I say handmate. <laughs> right. So he fractured the hook of his handmate. Did they? Um, in that, the right hand, uh, it's possible that the outfielder can come back. Yeah. But they don't know how long he's going to be yeah. sidelined. So it depends if it's surgical or not surgical, right? They're That's saying the, it will be. Yeah. They, they will have to undergo right. surgery. So. He's going to be out for six, eight weeks minimum, right? To get well, us to heal. Yeah, I, I and think... the hook of the handmate. So if you look at All your right. hand, look All at right. the palm. Mm-hmm. So the way, if you want to know your, your the bones in the finger, it's so long to pinky. Here comes the thumb. That's the mnemonic, right? Uh-huh. So so starts with the thumb. You go down to your pinky, uh-huh. and then you go right where your pinky is. Go all the way down to where the wrist is, and you feel a little bump. That's mm-hmm. your handmate. Okay. Oh, okay. That's the hook of the handmate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that there. Because it's a it's a prominence, it's a bony prominence, so it sticks out, so it can fracture. Especially baseball players, they get fractured hitting a ball. Exactly, that happens right in the bat a lot. Of, uh, that can happen, and then falling mm-hmm. on the outstretched hand usually is how that happens. So yeah, I mean that's the hook of the hammock. But I like how you said hamate. Hamate. That sounds very fancy. Well, I'm an international uh, golf announcer, <laughs> so I I usually like I'll give you one. It's so funny, uh, Taylor Dahl, who many on. Listening to 1010 know who I'm talking about, but Taylor would ask me about how to pronounce certain PGA Tour names just to make sure when she's doing updates and whatnot that she has it right. And so I'm the pronunciation guide, so I try and help you know whomever because you got all these international. I can tell you're good at it. Yeah, all these international guys. And I said, just don't do what I did. Ask instead of just trying to say the name, knowing you're going to get it right. So J H O N A. T T E N J H O N A T T E N Jonathan. That's exactly what I went with, and I went with actually I went with Honaten. Okay, Honaten Vegas. 
Okay, what is it? He's from Venezuela. Honat in Vegas. Okay, that makes sense. I, that made sense to me. <laughs> His name's it? Jonathan. No. <laughs> All the Spanish speakers yeah, are, are yeah. looking at and you. And I just, you know, I just right. went and I said, look, that's got to be, right. that can't be Jonathan. And yeah, uh, yeah. and he should change yeah. his name to Johnny Vegas. You, you, that, you, that's his name. You're my, well, I forget which movie, uh, but you put the emph- emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> exactly. You know, and it's uh, going back to the Christmas story. Fragile. <laughs> it's right. Italian. Fragile. All right, Doc, we've got a couple of games here. I've got to give you some of these games to look at. Do we have an upset? I'm going to give you a couple to, to think about. All right, but here's a question for you uh, in your field. Question for the doc. Um, I have extreme pain on top of the elbow, but only when the arm is fully extended or fully bent. Mm-hmm. Uh, top of the elbow at? is kind of vague. It sounds like he has a tennis elbow. If I think top of the elbow, probably right there. Mm-hmm. I would say he has a, a tennis elbow or a lateral epicondylitis Physical therapy, wrist brace, you can get a cortisone shot. You could try anti-inflammatories. If that doesn't work, we get an MRI mm-hmm. and see if you have a partial tear in that area. Speaking of which, there is a quarterback, I think, that just... Yeah, Matt Stafford, and it was interesting because he looked good the other night. And we were we were going through this offseason with the idea that he had tendonitis in his elbow and people were wondering whether or not, oh my gosh, he just barely got to a team where he could win. They won a Super Bowl. Lo and behold, he's got this uh, tendonitis to deal with. Now, and uh, Adam Schefter came out earlier this week and said that he underwent, uh, Matthew Stafford did, underwent an off-season elbow procedure to deal with the pain he experienced last season and help for this season. He said... He feels better today yeah. than he did at this time last year. My man. So listen, he yeah. had he had tendonitis that they did surgery on. So this is interesting. Uh, a lot of epicondylitis, tennis elbow, uh, very commonly sometimes requires a surgery. Mm-hmm. And there's many ways to do the surgery, right? Like right. a thousand ways. What's really interesting is there's a lot of studies that, that show that just cutting the skin and closing the skin back up does just as well as all the bumbo jumbo that we do. Are you serious? Pro- yeah. And they think it's just, and this is what we talk about with um, injections and all this stuff, is the micro trauma that you're causing by just slicing the skin open causes the body to send the healing factors in and heals it. Now, the way I do, I open it up, I take the diseased tissue out, I, po- I poke some, I drill some holes in the bone so we get some bleeding. Right. And I think that's much better than just slicing the skin. Sure. Um, and, and oxygenating and repairing, the area. And repairing the, the, the tissue. But there are some studies, not all of them, but there are some, some that suggest that maybe just cutting the skin open and closing back up is the same. But no one's going to do that because if I'm going to open you up, I might as well do something, right? But does that fall in the, like, in the same category as PRP? Because the way you describe so PRP it could, to me is right. it's, it's whistling to the rest of the body, hey, Correct. come help. Correct, it could. And, and I will say I have done PRP on a handful of these. Uh, me personally, I haven't had great results with the PRP. I've had mm-hmm. You were one. I had it on my did, elbow. And I had another one that did well, but then I had two or three that it didn't do anything. Right. I had to do surgery. So maybe I'm, I'm shooting 50%, mm-hmm. at least in, in my opinion, with the PRP. But it's definitely worth a try. Same yeah. concept, right? Yeah. And, and look, I still have a little pain here and there, but it is so much better than it was. And I can, I can now do my push-ups without any arm brace or elbow brace or, excuse me, wrist brace. I mean, all that stuff. So it's much better. All right, Doc, as we get ready to wrap our show up, I got to look at some of these lines. I don't know if you know this, but uh, you know, I what's our line? I occasionally like to place a bet. Jaguars are a three-point dog up in Washington. 
I don't think that's bad at it's all. Better than like twelve, like yeah. we were last year. Yeah, which is what we're used to when when, when this team goes on the road. Uh, but you got a, a few other ones that are certainly worth taking a peek at. Uh, but a three point line. All right, uh, I, I can't wait. Uh, one message though, let's tell everybody. What's they're that? probably going to sew their fanny to the couch today and eat as much as they possibly can, drink oh, yeah. as much as they possibly can, and watch as much football as they possibly can. You as a doctor, tell them, get up every once in a while and, and walk, walk around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's actually some good studies now that come out saying if you walk within, I think it was like 30 minutes of eating, mm-hmm. you, uh, you reduce your like glyce- uh, your your sugars stabilize better oh, really? and uh, you digest the food better and stuff like that. So. Um, maybe take a walk during halftime. Yeah, exactly. House. Yeah, don't be afraid. Get your butt up off that couch and at least do a little bit walking around. I try and get my 10,000 steps in, but once you get to the uh, NFL Sundays, it is hard to knock that out. All right, everybody, have a great Sunday. You've got the kickoff to your Jacksonville Jaguars kickoff show coming up. You've got programming throughout the day all the way to the fifth quarter with our man Hack and Big Surce and Coach Campo making an appearance as well. Have a great Sunday, Doc. They can find our podcast. Uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And they can find you on IG? On Instagram, Bari. And I should say I am 1010 Yeah, give him a, Give him a Ric Flair woo to start yeah. off, Joe. Woo, woo. No, Joe. I meant something like this. Woo! We're out of here. You've been listening to Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. on 1010XL.